0: Thanks for tuning into the latest episode of the Songlines and Tan Lines podcast, a place to take a momentary break from your day-to-day routine. Those returning, thank you. The support is greatly appreciated. Those new to this podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. Now let's pull up the anchor and set sail. This week, a trop rock break, and in place of that, I plan to showcase two bands that I think fit perfectly with the group I am featuring on this episode. First song I want to feature is from a band named Camp. They are a great band and I want to thank my friend Chris for introducing them to me. Had to give him a nod. And if you want to hear Chris and me and Jimmy talking music, you can check us out on the audible ecstasy podcast. Shameless plug. I know, I know. And I will plug that podcast one more time before this episode ends. Okay back to camp and that's spelled c-a-a-m-p in case you go looking for them the song i want to feature is peach fuzz it's a song that keeps popping into my head when i think of them i know the Head podcast mentioned them at one point in time and i don't know if this song was the one they featured or not i apologize if you heard it before on their show but anyway let's go ahead and give it a listen and if you have heard it before You get to listen to it again. No harm in that, right? It's a great song. Okay, let's go. good song, So Chill. And if you want a little more information on Camp, here it is directly from their website, CampTheBand.com. And that's C-A-A-M-P-TheBand.com. It goes like this. Started by boyhood friends Evan Westfall and Taylor Meyer, Camp came to life in Athens, Ohio. Taylor began penning and playing original songs at coffee shops around Athens in 2013. Evan moved down a couple of years later, and together in a hazy attic, enjoying light beers, they would find the heartfelt sound that became camp. Since independently releasing their self-titled first record in 2016, they have climbed Spotify charts, headlined the U.S., purchased denim jackets, and added a bass playing buddy, Matt Vinson, who also enjoys light beers and denim. Nice to learn that about them. Okay, moving on. The next song I want to feature is by a band called Dawes. And the song is All Your Favorite Bands. This is a song that I fell in love with the very first time I heard it. It just has a vibe to it and an energy that I simply love. It's also a nostalgic kind of song. It takes me back to my college years. But instead of me going on and on about it, Let me go ahead and play it for you.
1: Late night drives and hot french fries And friends around the country From Charlottesville to good old Santa Fe what you thought it'd be I hope your brother's help on runs forever I hope the world sees the same person that you've always been to me and may all your favorite bands stay together
0: amazing song truly truly amazing song I just love everything about it. And here's a bit of information straight from Wikipedia about Dawes. Dawes is an American folk rock band from Los Angeles, California, composed of Brothers Taylor on guitars and vocals and Griffin Goldsmith on drums, along with Wiley Gilbert on bass and Lee Pardini on keyboards. And diving further into Wikipedia, it says on that website, that Dawes was formed from the band Simon Dawes after the departure of co-songwriter Blake Mills, subsequently abandoning a post-punk sound in favor of folk rock. Dawes has been described as having a Laurel Canyon sound derived from artists such as Crosby, Stills, and Nash, Joni Mitchell, and Neil Young. Interesting to learn all that as well. Now let's move on to the song most of you probably tuned in to listen to, Box of Rain by the Grateful Dead. It's another song I have fallen quickly in love with. So chill, so mellow, makes me wanna fire up a bong and check out for a little while. I never listened to the dead back in my pot smoking days. Sorry, mom and dad, if you heard that for the first time here. And I hate I missed that chance. Great music for a mellow high. Enough of that, let's get into the song. Man, that is such a good song. I really love and enjoy it. And here's some information on The Dead, a band Buffett has covered a few times Scarlet Begonias and Uncle John's Band. Both are killer covers. Not sure if he has covered other songs by them or not. You can reach out to me at my email address if you know of other songs by The Dead that Jimmy has covered. Okay, in case you don't know this, The Grateful Dead formed as a quintet. In California in 1965, The Grateful Dead became as much a folk tale as the story from which they drew their name, fusing rock and roll, folk, and jazz with avant-garde visual and literary traditions and virtually inventing a new way to play music in the process. They became one of the most popular, enduring, and influential bands in American history, emerging as a vessel for a vibrant global counterculture They would create an unparalleled original songbook through 30 years of recording and touring, never playing the same set twice, except that once. The Dead's musical legacy remains unfathomably rich, spread across a combined body of live and studio recordings, creating an artistic ecosystem all their own. The Grateful Dead would transform American music and arguably even America itself. And there is more I could read from their website, Dead. Dot net but it would easily make this episode too long if you want to read more swing over to their site and check it out for yourself lots of information to consume on that website and the song box of rain can be found on the album american beauty according to wikipedia it is the fifth studio album by the dead released november 1st 1970 two years before i was born by warner brothers Records. The album continued the folk rock and country music style of their previous album, Working Man's Dead, which is also a killer album. I like that one a lot like too. Though the Americana approach is still evident in the songwriting, comparatively, the sound focused more on folk harmonies and major key melodies, showing influence from Bob Dylan and Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Upon release, American Beauty entered the Billboard 200 chart, Ultimately peaking at number 30 during a 19-week stay in January 1971, on July 11th, 1974, the album was certified gold by the Recording Industry Association of America, and it later reached platinum and double platinum certification in 1986 and 2001, respectively. In 2003, the album was ranked number 258 On Rolling Stone Magazine's list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. It dropped to 261 in a 2012 revised list and climbed back up to 215 in a 2020 revised list. And even though I am not a huge deadhead, I could easily be one. Trust me. Love their music. Probably on my way to being one at some point in time. I will say the album American Beauty deserves all the praise it has amassed. I myself keep coming back to it. So many great songs are on this one album. I mean, listen to this. Friend of the Devil, Sugar Magnolia, Ripple, and Truckin are all on there. And I know those are big songs for deadheads, along with the song I'm featuring on this episode. Do the math, folks. That's half, that's right, half of that album that most people and Arguably, almost all deadheads know. And don't sleep on the other five songs on that album either. Those are great songs as well. A few growers for me, but as I listen to this album more and more, the more I enjoy those as well. Do yourself a favor, after this episode is over, fire up your favorite streaming device and just dive into this album. You will not regret it. Okay, one last thing before I close. Concert facts. I enjoy these. I hope you do too. So let's get into them. Here are the stats for all three songs at the time of this recording, which is 6-22-2021. Obviously, stats will change once we get back to playing concerts again, which is on its way to being very soon. Okay, enough of that. Peach Fuzz by Camp. This song is number 10 on their most played songs in concert with 20 plays tied with Just Wondering, and number one for them all time is Vagabond, with 30 plays. All Your Favorite Bands by Dawes, this song is number eight for them all time in concert, with 340 plays. And number one for them in concert is When My Time Comes. Box of Rain by The Grateful Dead, 160 times in concert, which is a surprise for me. I really thought it would be a lot higher. That puts it at 80th all-time in concert. And their number one is called Drums. I'm not even sure if that is a song or just a solo. Not schooled enough in the dead in order to know stuff like that. But being they are a jam band, I could see drums being a big song for them in concert. All right, enough of me talking. Let me drop anchor here and close out the episode. You can hear my voice talking music on the Audible Ecstasy podcast. Told you it would show up again and Talking Horror on the Nightlight Tales podcast. You can email me all your wonderful thoughts, feelings, whatever, at the songlinesandtanlines at gmail.com email address. And all my other social areas, which I don't check often, but I do occasionally, can be found in the description of the show. And if you enjoy what I'm doing, don't forget to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. And one last thing, after the ukulele, Remember, I am still reading my short story, The Living Sand, one page at a time. Stick around if you want to hear what happens next. That's it. Thanks for listening. Cheers and aloha. Let's go ahead and get into the next bit of the story, okay? Seth waited a moment outside of the cave as he checked his scared nerves and looked Into the darkness in front of him. He could hear the drips and drops, the wet, squishy sounds that only the interior of a cave could make while he stood there. He could also hear Junior's tennis shoes smacking the hard, surfaced floor, echoing throughout the cave as he explored. Suddenly, and without warning, the flashlight Junior had been holding went out, and Junior evaporated into the black. Junior, Seth screamed. Nothing just his own ghostly echo screaming back at him he bit his lip and trying not to think about vampire crypts or werewolf lairs or the hammer horror movies he and junior liked to watch every saturday he stepped into the cool dark cave junior launched out of the darkness in front of him the second seth made his way inside the flashlight was back on the light pointed upwards making junior's face look like a creepy goblin at halloween boo Junior screamed as Seth jumped backward, farting as he did. It was a fart that echoed throughout the cave. Shit your pants, fraidy cat? Bet you did. Hope mama packed some extra shorts for you, he replied, laughing hysterically. Junior, you bastard. Don't you ever do that to me again. You just about gave me a heart attack. Sorry, man. I just couldn't help it. You know how I get around little fraidy cats like you. He punched Seth on the shoulder. Seth came back with a punch of his own. Just don't do it again. Come on. Junior moved on into the cave, flashlight leading the way in the thick darkness, as Seth reluctantly tagged along. As the boys explored, they rousted a few bats from slumber, found a few animal bones, various kinds of rocks, lots of tiny creatures, crickets and worms mostly, and seashells. Lots and lots of seashells. Like the rocks inside this cave, these shells were not one continuous color. What is that all about, Junior? Seth asked, pausing his search, startled by what he was seeing, staring at it with his eyes wide. What is what all about, Junior asked, dropping the blue rock he was looking at, turning to see what Seth was seeing. He couldn't believe he hadn't seen it himself. I don't know. Let's go check it out he replied, as he walked over to the hole in the wall. This hole was completely filled with light, but this light for some reason did not enter the cave like it should have. The cave was just as dark in front of the hole as it was everywhere else. Junior looked back at Seth. Are you coming? He asked. And without hesitation, stepped through the strange portal. Seth watched Junior disappear. No, that's not the right way to say it. He watched as Junior was swallowed up. Like the strange portal just ate him whole. Bones and all. Seth kicked a few yellow rocks, found his courage, and once again, followed along.